Well, I've been thinking about this song a lot lately, and um, it's Redemption Draweth Nigh. And sometimes we forget. We go about our day-to-day -day activities, and we forget that Jesus is coming. And I was thinking about it, and then last night when Pastor asked me to sing, and then on the way to work this morning, I turned on my radio, and um, Insight for Live, whatever, Insight for Life, whatever it is, was on. And he was preaching, Chuck Swindoll was preaching about the coming of the Lord. And then at work today, somebody said something about the computer can't take the year 2000. And somebody said, well, we won't be here by then anyway. They just meant it, you know, who knows what will happen. But it just, it, it started me thinking, the Lord is coming. Redemption draweth nigh, and we need to be ready. Years of time have come and gone Since I first heard it told How Jesus would come again someday If back then it seemed so real Then I just can't
to be in the house of the Lord and to feel the wonderful presence of the Lord that is here in this service. I want to sing a chorus, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, Save the Wretch Like Me, Thank God. And if He had not saved us, we would be out in the world tonight, lost without Him. Thank God for His wonderful presence and uh, His shelter. And I do believe the Lord is coming. This service is so important tonight. I really feel a heaviness in my heart, and I have quite a lot of things, in fact, I want to bring to this church tonight. Amen. And I really want the Holy Ghost to help us. I have never felt a burden quite like I have these last couple of weeks and months, and I know that we are under a lot of pressure. I think that. Uh, Every day that I have been here, Brother King has looked at me in the eyes and said, the pressure is on. Several times during the day, he would say that to me, the pressure is on. And I would go to prayer and I would begin to think about that. And what that would mean to me in my heart was that I need to stay awake and be in tune with what is happening spiritually. Sometimes we don't understand the spirit that is leading us around. Sometimes we don't understand the spirit that is leading us around. And there is such a apathetic feeling in the heart of people. Amen. There are some people that are in some very dangerous spiritual trouble. And we need to pray. I hope that sometime in this revival the Lord will let me preach to you some uh, another directional type of message. I would like to uh, speak to some of you in this church and all of you that are pillars in this church. I want the Lord to strengthen you and to encourage you and to lift you up. But at this particular time I'm going to just go in the direction that I feel. Amen. I tend to believe that God is tearing down some things. And helping us to realize the seriousness of what we're involved in. And those of you that feel like that you have not yet had a message that you need, you just wait on the Lord. God wants to encourage your heart. But I think we need to have our hearts open to the seriousness of the hour. 
first. So help me sing this song, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, Let's Worship the Lord, and then we'll just go on and follow the Lord. Amen in this service. Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, that Sing it to him, everybody. Lifting our hands. Oh, it's amazing. Worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, let's worship Him. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. I'll just ask our musicians to wait on us a few minutes here tonight and just continue to play quietly. If you don't, or softly, you can't play quietly, but amen. Have you really thought today about the condition of our world? Amen. Our world is in darkness. And there is a spirit of darkness settling down on our world. Amen. It really is. And I am really disturbed in my heart about the encroachment of evil in every sphere of this world and in this nation, particularly in America. Amen. There are some sad things happening. Now, I know we're having revival and I'm not trying to dampen anybody's spirits but I do believe that we need to be awakened in our minds and in our spirits there is too much prodding brother king in the ministry to get saints to do things that they ought to automatically do too much diaper changing and, and uh, bottling and you know burping saints that have been in the church for so long it just, it ought not to be that way. And I just hope tonight that I'll give you some things to think about here tonight that you won't forget. I preached last night under a real burden. And I feel somewhat in the same kind of vein tonight. In fact, I'm going to mention again some things that I mentioned last night. Some of you weren't here last night. But that's not why I'm doing it. But I just believe we need to wake up spiritually be awakened amen what I have to say tonight here I'm not trying to necessarily educate you although I want you to be aware some of you are some of you aren't and I want you to know that we are facing a powerful oppression in our world tremendous oppression demon possession is mounting higher and higher People are opening themselves up to oppression and out and out possession of the devil. They are being psyched into letting things take control of their spirit and their mind and their body. And even in the church, we have been led around by things and spirits and attitudes that we don't really know where they are coming from. Not aware. And in the middle of all of this, denial of God and his throne and God and his righteousness, God still is sovereign in our world. And I have come to preach tonight judgment. I want to preach the judgment of God to this congregation and to tell you that God is still Lord of all. And he will judge and he's going to judge this world. And he will send wrath on this world. And the Bible says in the book of Revelation 14 that the wine of God or the wrath of God will be poured out upon the generation that sees the coming of the Antichrist and takes his mark upon them. It will be poured out upon them without mixture. Amen. And that phrase in the Hebrew Greek language means that it will be poured out without mercy. In every age and in every time when God poured out his wrath upon a group of people, unless it was upon someone like Saul that had turned rebellious or, or Korah, 
but in large companies of people when God poured out his wrath and time passed he always always mixed in mercy with it but there's coming a day that God will pour out his wrath without mixture or without mercy and they will cry for death and seek death but it will flee from them and God will bring wrath upon this world but I want to preach to you tonight that we should flee from the wrath to come that's my text tonight, or title tonight. Flee from the wrath to come. Amen. And I would like to turn your attention tonight to several portions of Scripture. I've got a lot of reading I want to do here tonight. And uh, I would like us to turn to the book of Second Peter, chapter 3. We'll read a few verses of Scripture and let you sit down. And uh, then we'll read some more. Praise God. Amen. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 1. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us the apostles of the Lord and Savior knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust this world is full of them friend and saying where is the promise of his coming for since the fathers fell asleep all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation for this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that was then being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition or eternal misery is what that word means of ungodly men but beloved be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to us word not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance but the day of the Lord will come it's gonna come Amen. As a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Amen. Another scripture I feel to read tonight before I go on to Matthew chapter 3 is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. In verse 1 it says, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. Amen. You don't need that I write that to you. For yourselves know, verse 2, perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they say, shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But we, brethren, are not in darkness. God, help us not to be in darkness. That that day should overtake you as a thief. 
You're all the children of the light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for in him with the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. You may be seated. Amen. And then also from the book of Matthew, chapter 3. And uh, taking an excerpt from the message of John, verse 7, he said, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he saith unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid under the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Amen. And we'll just stop there. But he said, I told them who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Praise God. Well, I had personally thought that the Lord would have come by now, but uh, he has not come yet. And we need to keep our hearts open to him and keep our minds open to him. In the 24th chapter of the book of Matthew also, you'll notice beginning at the 30th, Fourth verse, very familiar words while you're turning. I'll go ahead and start reading. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. He's talking about prophecy, wars, rumors of wars. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. That of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Praise the Lord. And I want us to pray again that God will help us here tonight and talk to our hearts here tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus tonight, we thank you. Lord, for your spirit. Oh God, we ask you to lead us tonight. Just tell us, Lord, needs to be done. But I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will talk to our hearts, Lord, about, hey, man, Lord Jesus, these things that are so very important to help us to understand what is happening in our world and to reach out to those that are around us, Lord. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, hallelujah, praise God.
Amen. I want to just take my time tonight because I want you to catch what I have to say here. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Flee from the wrath to come. Amen. God is going to send a wrath upon this world. And in the preaching of John the Baptist, he said that every tree that does not bring forth good fruit is going to be hewed down and cast into the fire. Amen. And there is a judgment of fire that is coming upon this world. And God is a judge. He is a just judge. And he is a righteous judge. And he will judge this world for their sin. No one will be excluded at all. Nobody will. He will judge. And so he talked here about the wrath of the Lord and sending wrath upon this world. This is the same word that is found in the book of Romans chapter number 1 and uh, verse number 18 talking about for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness or ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness and God is going to send wrath upon this world and his wrath will be revealed yes. amen this in is reference to a God who in his love for humanity has equal hate for sin as much as he loves humanity he hates sin and God has a total hatred and an abhorrence of sin amen he does not hate the sinner but uh, he hates sin and his nature will not allow him to overlook the sin that is in this world. What is sin? Somebody said all transgression and disobedience is sin. Amen. And uh, if you want to know what sin is, just uh, stick around a little while. We preach against sin in this church and uh, we'll tell you what sin is. Amen. All unholy living. Amen. Ungodly, ungodlike conduct, whether it be an attitude or an actual action, is sin. And so it goes without saying that the wages of sin is death. And then the writer went on to say that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so the Bible does depict for us very graphically in the writings of all the prophets and in the uh, New Testament in Revelation, it depicts to us the coming wrath of God upon this end time world, this end time generation. Jesus said that this generation that would see the budding of the fig tree would not pass until all those things of judgment would come upon the world. The budding of the fig tree... That is a symbol of the budding of the nation of Israel or Israel becoming a nation. May 6, 1948 was the beginning of that nation uh, sounding the trumpet that we were entering into the last generation. Uh, Jesus said, Behold the fig tree and uh, all of the trees. Uh, he talked about the budding of this tree uh, and the budding of all the trees. And he talked about the prospering of nations. And he said, when you see that fig tree begin to bud, uh, he said, I want you to understand that the generation uh, that sees that budding 
of the fig tree is not going to pass off the scenes, but it will see wars and rumors of wars. It will see the arising of false Christ. It will have earthquakes in diverse places and famines and pestilence. It will have an accumulation of all of those things, and it will not pass, but it will see the Son of Man coming up in the clouds of glory. It will see all of that. It is going to happen just like the Bible said. Amen. And so God is coming out of the heavens, Isaiah said, to punish the inhabitants of the earth. Amen. I wouldn't want to be a part of that group. I'd rather be under the blood and filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. So we are told to flee. Comes from a word, go in the Greek. And it means to run away. It means to shun or to flee away from in a violent, vehement motion. And we are commanded to flee from the wrath. It is speaking to us about being in a place of safety. It is talking about being under the shadow of the Lord and under his everlasting arms. It's talking about finding a place of security and a place of rest. But the scoffers in 2 Peter chapter 3 uh, said uh, they did not really believe. Uh, they made light of the writing of the prophets and the apostles and the men of God uh, who told this world that they were going to judge, uh, be judged by God. Uh, just like they did in the days of Jeremiah. And they said don't prophesy to us. Don't talk to us uh, about judgment. Uh, we don't want to hear about it. Uh, we're not interested in that. Uh, we've got lots of living to do. Uh, we've got things that we want to take care of. Uh, and uh, we're not interested in judgment. Uh, uh, we've got uh, lives to spend and uh, places to go. Uh, but yet he was in tune with the Lord. Uh, and uh, he let his generation know without fail uh, that, that God was going to judge his world and their world uh, uh, that they lived in. Uh, and the greatest injustice tonight that I could do uh, was to fail to tell you uh, that God is going to judge uh, America for her sin and God will judge the world for their sin you can come and rejoice in the Lord and we shout it and praise the Lord and all of that's great and all that's fine but the truth of the matter is that God is judging this world and it is set up for a fall they're not going to change the almighty decree of God his sovereignty is replete and he will judge humanity but the Bible went on to say that judgment begins at the house of God. And it also said that if we would judge ourselves, that we would not be judged. And that's why I'm preaching to you tonight. Because we need to judge ourselves. Thank God uh, that we can judge ourselves. Uh, and so the world is coming toward a time of judgment. Uh, they have mocked and they have looked and they have said, where is the promise of his coming? It doesn't look like it's going to happen. You see, God does not mark time like man marks time. Uh, amen. And I want you to know another thing too. God is not a man, Numbers said, that he should lie. 
Amen. His arm is not an arm of flesh. Amen. And God has designed all of this. He's going to judge this world in its proper time and its proper term. And we see Armageddon fastly racing toward Armageddon, a major war. And we see us Antichrist spirit that is rampant throughout America. And we need to wake up, people. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about here tonight. There is an Antichrist spirit that is circling this entire globe. Amen. And we need to understand the lie behind the spirit of the Antichrist. Amen. We need to understand that we need God. And we need His church. And we need to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost and fire. Some folks don't believe they need the Holy Ghost. But I'm going to tell you something, friend. The Holy Ghost is not a spare tire. The Holy Ghost is the power of the resurrection on the inside of your heart and the inside of your life. You can sit here today and make fun of this tongue-talking experience if you want to. But I'm going to tell you, you can search from cover to cover in that Bible. And you're going to find every time that men were baptized and women were baptized with the power of the Holy Ghost. It said they spoke in other tongues and they prophesied. Don't tell me that the Holy Ghost isn't real. Don't tell me that folks don't get the Holy Ghost and talk in tongues. You're about 15, 16 years too late, friend, because I already got it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So, amen. You need the power of the Lord on the inside. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm preaching this tonight because there's some so-called churches that baptize in Jesus' name by the King that don't preach the Holy Ghost like they ought to. I know what I'm talking about because I preached in their churches. They believe in one God. They baptize in Jesus' name, but they don't preach the necessity of the Holy Ghost. But I'm telling you, friend, you've got to have the new birth experience of water and spirit uh, baptism in water in the name uh, of Jesus Christ uh, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost speaking uh, with other tongues uh, if you ever expect to meet God in peace uh, if you ever expect your feet to lift off this ground uh, at the sounding of a trumpet uh, that's going to call this church home uh, you've got to have it bless your heart uh, eat down on the inside uh, filled up to overflowing uh, you've got to have it So when the Apostle Paul talked about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 13 through 18, uh, he said, those that are alive and remain. Uh, that Greek word remain means more than just happen to be around at the time. Uh, it means filled up, uh, overflowing. Uh, it means on fire, uh, doing your very best, uh, living for God with all your heart, uh, all your soul. Come on now. With all your heart, uh, all your soul, uh, all your mind, uh, and all your strength. Uh, it doesn't mean happen to be in the building. Uh, and being faithful just as far as bringing your body and sitting yourself down on a pew. It means filled up to the brim with the glory of God and a consciousness to live for Him and to meet Him in peace. Praise God. Amen. And so we've got to be filled up with the Holy Ghost because people are drifting all the time. And this tide of this antichrist spirit brings along with it a moral 
degeneration. It brings along with it demonic oppression. Amen. You know what the Bible said? That when the man was healed of the power of God, he was put on his clothes. It said he was clothed and in his right mind. You know what all this stripping down during the summertime is? You know what? Let me tell you something, friend. Devil possession will cause you to take your clothes off. I'm telling you it will. You know why folks are going around nude all the time? You can laugh if you want to, but I'm going to tell you it is a sign that our society is heavily oppressed by the powers of the hell, by the powers of the devil. And we see in that a demoralizing and a breaking down of morals in our world. It brings with it, this antichrist spirit brings with it a breaking down of morals. That's why they've got to all kinds of filth that they've got in the world. That's why pornography and child pornography is such a problem because of the antichrist spirit that's floating around the world. But the Bible said, be ye holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You're in a church tonight that believes that men ought to look like men. That means we believe in men cutting their hair and looking like men and women looking like women. And the Bible said that women's hair is given to them for their glory. And it's not to be shorn or shaven. That means bless your heart, keep the scissors out of your hands if you're a lady. rampant spirit of unisex in our world today uh, trying to distort the beautiful thing that God created uh, when he created a man he wanted him to be like a man uh, we've got men that want to fulfill every role but their own uh, they try to fly in the air like a bird uh, and swim in the ocean like a fish uh, and they want to even walk on the wall and be like women uh, but God wants us to fulfill the role uh, that he called us to fulfill uh, and that's if you're a man uh, be a man uh, and get the S out of your back uh, and stand up and be strong. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. got to keep our eyes open. And I'm back here tonight to blow a trumpet. Amen. I'm back here tonight to blow the trumpet, I said. Amen. I'm back here to blow the trumpet tonight. Amen. I hope you heard what I said last night. And I hope tonight you hear what I've got to say. Amen. Praise the Lord, because I just may not pass this way before again. Amen. May not pass by this way again. We want the Lord to talk to us. Praise God. Amen. And so God is going to judge this world. Amen. And God is going to judge in his church. And we need to pray through and be filled up. Quit murmuring and grumbling and complaining about the things that God has required of us to do. Amen. Somebody was telling me just today, amen, one of the young people in chapel was telling me how hard it was to live for God. I said, it's not hard to live for God when you're filled up with the love of the Lord. It's not so hard. It's just where your love is. Amen. If you sanctify your lust and turn it into love or get rid of your lust, you can't sanctify it. Just get rid of it. Amen. If you'll get filled with the love of God, it won't be so hard to live for God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm trying, bless God. Hallelujah. 
so he said as it was in the days of Noah so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man the days of Noah in one particular scripture it referred to the days that were before the flood and that is in reference to the days of Noah and it talked about the fact that they ate and they drank and they planted and they built and they did all of that in the days that were before the flood and in the days of Lot and also the days of Noah referred to the days that are after the flood after the flood was over and Noah and the ark landed and they got out of the ark it was during that time that the Lord spoke to them and told them to be fruitful again and multiply and to replenish the earth to repopulate the earth and but instead Instead of obeying the Lord, the Bible said they journeyed toward the east. And as they journeyed, they found the plain of Shinar, which was in around Babylon. And they uh, settled down there and they began to build uh, this tower called uh, the Tower of Babel. Amen. And uh, that uh, Tower of Babel that they built uh, was a religious political governmental system it was the first attempt of a world rulership by man and in that situation there was a particular man the Bible refers to as Nimrod who was called a mighty hunter before the Lord or he was a mighty hunter before man because of the population of beasts in that area and the ravishing of those animals upon them this man Nimrod was very skillful in being able to destroy hunt down, trap down, and destroy uh, these beasts. He was able to uh, build all types of instruments of war to track them. Uh, and uh, in his mind, he built uh, big walled cities uh, and uh, did all of that and began to bring men around him into a great association and built a great confederacy and began to rule. Uh, and uh, in that particular time and building of that, uh, he started a religious system that was a cultic in its background it became a religious center that perverted the entire human populace and the seeds of destruction that were planted into the life fabric of those people went with them after God sent the judgment upon them and their language was changed but when they were scattered abroad upon the face of the earth where God told them to go in the first place God got them there but when they went along with them, with the seeds of that thing that Nimrod and his religious apostasy had planted on the inside of them. He had built there an actual antichrist spirit into those people to where they had forsaken the knowledge of God and became vain in their own imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened professing themselves to be wise they became fools and they changed the glory of the incorruptible God uh, into an image made like an undercorruptible man uh, and to birds and the beasts and the creeping things uh, they begin to worship the host of the heavens uh, and follow the imaginations of their own heart uh, and the men with men doing that which was unseemly uh, or that which God did not even think of uh, amen that's right uh, and the Bible said as even as they did not like to retain God uh, in their knowledge God gave them over to a reprobate mind uh, 
and rejected mine to do those things that were not to convenient reprobate means rejected as not enduring proof of trial they could not retain the understanding of the knowledge of God they had gotten so in love with their own lust their own deification of self and deification of man that God turned them over to a reprobate mind but when this system started it was totally against God it was a picture of the world system in which God and his righteousness and his holiness and his laws were not wanted that's an antichrist spirit and that's the kind of world we're living in tonight they denounce what God has to say they don't want to hear from this book I'm preaching out of tonight they've devised their own plan and they've got their own ideas about what ought to be amen and if we are not careful we'll allow that spirit to get on us and it's done in some of the most deceptive ways like you would not imagine. Amen. Oh, God, help us tonight. Amen. To be awakened. God, help us tonight to understand. Amen. What we are in. There was an attempt to associate themselves. There was an attempt to build a world without God. And that's exactly what they tried to do. Amen. Worshiping one another. And it was Nimrod and his wife, Simarus, who started all this Babylonian business about the Trinity and the Trinity doctrine. And uh, it was during that time when, after Nimrod died that uh, when she had another baby out of wedlock she came back and said that this was Nimrod who had come back again and uh, started out at that particular time the doctrine of reincarnation which is uh, absolutely overwhelming this American nation in case you didn't know tonight uh, it is absolutely sweeping across this nation and across colleges uh, and schools uh, amen yes it is uh, it started there in Babylon it was the spirit uh, that was behind it it was a deification of self it was a humanistic spirit if you want to just talk about it in the 20th century vernacular amen it was a glorifying of self it was the age old lie that Satan told Eve in the garden you shall become his gods and that's exactly what they begin to promote it was on top of that tower that they built that they did finish uh, whose top reached up into the heavens which simply means in the Hebrews that it was a tall building that reached up into the sky that's all and they did finish that tower and on top of that tower was where they began to worship the host of heaven uh, and they were the stargazers uh, and the, those that looked out into the night and, and, and all of the astrological lore that uh, has been so prominent in the last few years uh, was started back there in Nimrod's day where they put together all the signs of the zodiac and their wheels and all of that business and begin to watch the movement of the planets and the movement of the stars they were given over to their own lust they were given over to devil worship 
and praying to the dead and communicating with spirits and having charms and witchcraft and all of that was hatched out of hell as they were in contact with spirits of the dead and they began to worship the host of heaven and deified man all of that started back there with Nimrod and when he amen God sent judgment upon them that spirit of that all that went throughout the entire world and as a result of that we've got the Hindu religion I said as a result of that that's where the Hindu religion came from did anybody say amen that's where the Buddhist religion they didn't like the caste system of the Hindus so much and there is a similar antichrist or it's the same antichrist spirit that is in this world tonight doctrines of devils and we need to open our ears because the devil is trying to slip in to the church and get a hold of our thinking and it is done in the most subtle way I don't have time nearly I can already tell to even get anywhere close to everything that I've got here to say tonight but I'm going to try to get as much of this in as I can I want you to understand that we are in a spiritual warfare tonight and God is going to judge this world because of its waywardness and because of its satanic worship worship of the devil it's happening in our it's happening in our nation America is no more considered a Christian nation, friend. I'm sorry. We haven't been for over a decade now. In case you didn't know, we're on the minority. You know? I said we're on the minority. And there's a powerful force out there in the world I mentioned last night called the New Age Movement that does not like what we're doing here tonight and they do not appreciate the efforts of this revival and they like to shed every apostolic fundamental preacher that's preaching about the Word of God and preaching about the blood and the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ and has a strong conviction against sin and ungodliness. They don't want to hear that because it's not conducive to their party. It's not conducive to what they want to do to bring about the antichrist that they want to come to bring them out of the mess that we've got ourselves in. But I'm telling you, it is to no avail. If there's ever going to be peace in this world, we need the Prince of Peace. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And so the Bible said the God of this world has blinded their minds blinded their eyes lest the light of the glorious gospel amen in the face of Jesus Christ would shine unto them their eyes have been blinded amen and the Lord said that those who would not receive a love of the truth he said I will send a strong delusion upon them that they would believe a lie and be damned and in the Greek of that text in 2nd Thessalonians it says that they would believe the lie or the Antichrist that it's talking about in the second and third verse of that second chapter of 2nd Thessalonians he said I am going to make sure that you are going to believe in the coming of the Antichrist and the spirit of the Antichrist you're going to believe that spirit when it comes and the spirit of the Antichrist is being greatly promoted in our world through this new age movement what is this new age movement it is a belief that we are entering into a new age well we believe that we believe there's a new day coming a new age coming we understand that too 
And so they're promoting this coming of this new age, this Lord Maitreya to come, which they say is the fifth Buddhist that will come upon the world and will bring about world peace and solve the problems of world hunger and, and balance out the, all the problems in the economy between the peso and the pound and the yen and the dollar and the franc and, and all of that. And he's going to come and bring great peace to our society. And uh, there has hope for all of that. Uh, and they are promoting their new age gospel uh, and new age doctrine in the form of a conspiracy uh, that they want to get a hold of everybody uh, that if we can somehow understand the infinite human potential that lies on the inside of all of us that we are actually gods in ourselves. I'm talking about these are doctrines of devils tonight Amen. Resting in our own strength. Resting in our own power. Somehow if they can push this off on us. Uh, this intellectual business. We can bring about this great new age. And rid the world of all these negative forces. And when you read their blatant writings about what these negative forces are they're referring to all the Christian people that are a burden to our society uh, that pump all this negative business into man letting us know that man is a sinner let me tell you there are some things that we will always believe uh, and that is that man cannot save himself uh, that man needs God uh, that he is a sinner and if he's ever going to find God he must repent uh, and be born again uh, if there's one thing that this church is always going to believe uh, is man is not a God uh, he is man uh, and he needs God uh, a personal God yeah. amen but there is a strong trend in this new age movement uh, that preaches against the ideology of a personal God because going back to the basic Hindu religion uh, there is the belief there in their system uh, that we are all gods and we are all part of the universe and we're all with one and that we're a part of everything and we're a part of the trees and, and everything they use this word called maya M-A-Y-A which means all things are just an illusion you see, nothing is really real. You're not really here. I'm not really here. You're not really hearing me speak, and I'm not really speaking, and everything's just an illusion, and uh, all of that business is wrapped up uh, in the reincarnation and filling out your karma, all of this stuff, and in the middle of all that is sending our world to hell uh, and deceiving the minds of people uh, that think that they can do things by themselves uh, without God, and that antichrist, I'm calling that an antichrist spirit, uh, when you get to the place uh, that you think you don't need God. It's happening in our churches. We don't need the church. Folks don't feel the need to come out and support revival. They don't feel the need to be a part because they don't think they need the church. Because they think they're self-sufficient. Because they're actually saying, I've got it taken care of by myself. You're getting the spirit of the Antichrist on you, friend. That's exactly what's happening to your mind. You're thinking you're self-sufficient in yourself. But let me tell you, you are not a God in your own right you need a personal God the Lord Jesus Christ the Lord of glory amen so they are subtly working to brainwash the minds of people amen and they do it in all types of ways amen a popular song in the late 60s 
Amen. And they've been pumping this stuff in the people for some time. I want you to listen to the words of this song. I bought this tape just not too long ago. Used to sing it when I was a kid growing up. You probably heard it, The Age of Aquarius. And we're going to talk to you about it. I want you to listen to the words of this. If you don't catch them, we'll give them to you a little bit later here. Amen. And they are pushing this off. Let me tell you what this is before this song is, is read here from the astrological point of the, the meaning of this thing. I brought this book tonight. Told you about this book the other night called The Aquarian Conspiracy by Marilyn, Confer Marilyn Ferguson. Written, came out in 1980, which is being quoted from by many New Age writers. And it is looked at by many as a New Age manifesto. She propounds in this the expansion of the mind and going into higher states of consciousness. And it's sweeping around our globe. And it even has subtly come into Christianity as we have sometimes used phrases like positive thinking and possibility thinking. Thinking. You don't know what you're talking about when you use statements like that. Uh, you're talking about statements that have actually been taken right from the occult. Where it is deeply centered in the fact that they believe that man can think himself into his own reality. And make the kind of world that he wants. I have a friend that I have witnessed to for several years now. That has been heavily into this occult. Into this new age movement. And I have spent a lot of time talking with her. Her house is full of books on the occult. She can tell you all about anything you want to know. And as we would sit around and talk about the judgments of God. That would come upon this world. She would tell me that if we would all band together. And think and meditate. And destroy the negative forces that are in our world. We can absolutely prevent an Armageddon. I said that would be nice if that was true but uh, it's just not going to be that way you're not going to change the bible one bit god is going to judge this world you're not going to get out from away from that fact he is lord and he is coming to judge this world and so the hope of these new agers is that they will be able to avert judgment and a catastrophe that is coming to the world but not by looking to god and to the Christian God of the Bible but by looking deep within and discovering their own power to deal with things by themselves and we need to watch that spirit in us you know what happens to us when we don't pray we think that we can do it without God I'm talking about that's an antichrist spirit getting a hold of us I mean, you're not hearing me tonight. I'm telling you what's happening to us. And so they have chosen this sign of the Aquarius out of the zodiac sign because the sign of the Aquarius is a man carrying a pitcher of water on his shoulders bringing in refreshing life after what they call the Piscean Age which was a dark dark age of disturbance and it is their hope that there will come in this new Aquarian age love and light which is one of their favorite terminologies they're always talking about love life and light and looking for a great day to come and they say that even Jesus Christ prophesied of the coming Aquarian age when he told the disciples to go into the city of Jerusalem at the Passover and he said when you go into the city of Jerusalem you're going to find a man bearing a pitcher of water and he'll lead you to a place to make ready and that there you may my supper and this man carrying the pitcher of water led them into led them to this place where they made ready for the Lord's Supper and it was a sign to them that there was going to come this Aquarian age and they would be led into a great day 
So they preach that Jesus is a new ager, and they've got out a new age. Uh, they've got out an Aquarian gospel of Jesus Christ, which claims that during the 18 years of silence, Jesus was down in India sitting under some yogi and guru, learning all about all the, all the old mystic teachings. And uh, there are a lot of powerful, powerful reasons why intellectual folks believe this kind of business I'm hashing out to you here tonight. And we're laughing about while we're sitting here. But at the same time we're laughing, it does not really matter whether you believe some of the root business as long as they can get you to accept that antichrist spirit they don't care whether you're a Hindu or whether you're a Christian there's just certain things that you can't have and if we're not careful we can get that spirit on us and so they have called this a conspiracy because they are absolutely adamant at pushing this thing I said they're devils Let's play it here. Hallelujah. When the moon is in the seventh house. Jupiter lines with Mars. I'm going to remember that. Then peace will guide the planets. And love will steer the stars. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Now I want you to listen to what they're preaching here. Harmony and understanding, sympathy and trust abounding, no more falses or derision, golden living dreams of vision, mystic crystal revelation, and the mind's true liberation. That's what they're preaching to. they're preaching about it and they have been doing it for years friend I remember listening to that it came out 1969 by the fifth dimension and in many different types of songs they are blending in these occultic ideas of mystical crystal revelation which is the crystal is something that is used in charms and in witchcraft and and types things like that and uh, don't have time to go into explaining all that and then they talk about the mind's true liberation into this Aquarian conspiracy blowing our minds expanding our minds and this is what young people begin to open themselves up to when they got on dope and LSD and begin to take trips and when they got off that that's why they went and went into TM and yoga and all of that kind of business because it was just a graduating step up from their dope addiction 
opening their minds up to all this business. It's a spirit of the Antichrist. And it is a revival of devil worship just like in the days of Noah. Jesus said, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. I'll tell you what happened in the days of Noah. There was a great occultic revival. That's what happened. That's exactly what's happening today. And it is on the rise of this occultic revival that will usher in the spirit of the Antichrist. And in the middle of that, we are seeing a tremendous breakdown of all types of godly authority in the church. That is the truth. That's right. Amen. And so Marilyn Ferguson says in her introductory book, we are in the midst of a great transformation amen she has a lot to say all about the spiritual adventures that we are going on and this tremendous amen adventure that they tell us that we are entering into i don't have time to read you all about it but she talks about the fact that this movement is a conspiracy and she called it an Aquarian conspiracy. She says conspire in its literal sense means to breathe together. It is an intimate joining to make clear the benevolent nature of this joining. She says I chose the word Aquarium. Although I was unacquainted with the astrological lore, I also draw to the symbolic power of the pervasive dream in our popular culture that after a dark, violent age, the Piscean age, we are entering into a millennial of love and light in the words of the popular song the Aquarian age of Aquarius I just played it to you and um, said we are entering into a millennial of love and light in the words of the popular song the age of Aquarius the time of the mind's true liberation they say it has been coming for some time and it has been the Christians and Christian America that has been the prominent problem why we have not entered into this Aquarian age already because of negative thinking but she says we're entering into an age of love and light and peace 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 is their message but Jesus said through the apostle Paul when they say peace and safety then sudden destruction cometh upon them as to veil upon a woman with child what am I doing here tonight? I'm trying to show you that there is coming in our world a clear demarcation between the spirit of Christ and the spirit of antichrist that's what I'm doing for some of you folks that don't know what I'm doing up here tonight. I'm trying to tell you that you're either going to live for God, live holy, stay full of the Holy Ghost, or wind up getting involved in some of this mess. And some of these weird, bewildering things that we're talking about tonight that you seem as far from believing as a goose is from the North Pole, you will find yourself embracing some of their teaching if you don't get where you need to be in God. That's what I'm preaching to you tonight. And I'm telling you that God has destined to bring wrath upon this war. And you need to flee from the wrath that is coming upon this war. And love God and understand your need of the church of the living God. Well, don't just sit there and look at me tonight. I mean, do something tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And so, they're talking about it. Amen. Let me read you something else here before I get too wound up here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Tell you what they're pushing off on us here. Let me find it here. I'm not even going to get a chance to read half this stuff here tonight. You'll just have to buy the book, I guess, and read it. 
Talked here about some doctrines of devils. Got another book here. It's called Dark Secrets of the New Age. Very revealing. And uh, you can take a look at some of these after church if you want to. He talks here. He gives a scripture here. He says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed the seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. He begins to talk here about some of these doctrines of devils. Amen. Praise God. Let me, let me see if I can find something here if the Lord will help me. I've got this book so highlighted. Maybe I can remember what page I'm looking for here. I want to read you some of the things that they're pushing off on us if I can, if I can find this here. Praise God. Just hang in here while the night. This is a little different here. Oh, Lord. You pray I'll find it here. It's in here. Hallelujah. I'll look again here. All right. There we go. I don't want to lose my place here. Doctrines of devils here. Now let me tell you what they've been teaching here. This is some stuff that came right out of Babylon. Give you an idea of what some of these doctrines are. If you want to take a real close look at it, take your Bible out and look in it in the 18th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. In fact, why don't we just go there first, give you a little scripture along with this tonight. Ah, Lord, help us tonight. Tell you what the Lord told the prophet Moses. Verse 9, Deuteronomy 18, verse 9. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of these nations. And he's talking about things that were started in Babylon that were propagated throughout the entire world these were the works of the iniquities that were done by the heathen as a result of the bad seed that was sown by Nimrod at the tower of Babel there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or that uses divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer now, you don't hear these kind of phrases too much on the out and out open today in this new age because it's been clothed behind euphemistic or hidden type of sayings like autogenic suggestions and, and like biofeedback and, and the right lane breath left brain therapies and, and all types of stuff like this that you don't even understand what they're saying. See, but we're going to expose some of this stuff tonight. So he's talking about charmers or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a new crammer, crammer, hope I said that right. Necromancer, thank you. Never do say that right. Or that is simply somebody who talks to the dead or believes that you can communicate with the dead. For all these things are an abomination unto the Lord. These are things that have been devised by fallen man to receive answers without going according to God's way. And they are communicating with, with doctrines of devils and exemplifying their faith in their own superiority without the need of God Almighty. And so it says here, for all these things, verse 12, are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. 
So that's why I sent judgment on him. And he gave you a whole list of a bunch of things to not become a part of. And so they've got their mystery teachings, their occultic and Eastern mysticism, which is actually what all this is. It is a reviving of Eastern mysticism or the Eastern mystic religions that were used in Babylon and in the Old Testament times. That's exactly what they were. It's the exact same thing that Paul fought in the 19th chapter at Ephesus when he made them take their books out and burn them. You go into any bookstore you want to and you will find a big occult section. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you'll find new age sections. And you go look at those new ages. And it's got books here by various authors whose names we could call here tonight. That are just simply men who have always believed in these eastern mysticism. They just redressed them up. And they've used them through psychology. They've used them in medicine. They've used them in education. They've used them in science. And they've redressed them up. And they've pushed them off on us. And we don't even know what we pick up sometimes. And so he goes on here and he just lists a few things. He talks about psychology, powers of the mind, science and technologies as revelation. Talks about hedonism, evolution, pantheism, selfism, and leadership by spiritual superior beings, which is all this aliens among us business Ruth Montgomery wrote a book I have it at the house called aliens among us and she talks about how that people are opening themselves up to these aliens who she believes are from other worlds you know for those of you folks who believe that there's life on other planets well so does she and she teaches that we ought to open ourselves up to these what they call ascended masters and open ourselves up to these ET spirits, you know, Star Wars and all that stuff, which is full of the occult. Open ourselves up to these spirits so they can show us the way to this coming new age. And people are opening themselves up to being possessed by devils. And that's exactly what's happening to them. That's right. Amen. Let me back up here. I wish I had time to explain all this. Some of these doctrines, what did they believe in? They had their belief in the man-god doctrine I'm talking about common new age beliefs that are reviving among us today and also parallel to what happened in the old testament time they've got their belief in karma self-love reincarnation psychic mind powers levitation astral travel hypnosis shamanism which is actually witchcraft with drugs nature earth worship magical words or mantras decrees goddess worship which is becoming a great revival among us and actually the goddess worship is is a belief that is uh, parallel to the reincarnation belief that simply teaches that man and women were are were, that men were one-time women and women were one-time men and they actually teach that in your previous lives some of you may be have been a man or a woman whatever you are now you may have been the other opposite sex in your previous lifetime and what is happening in this feminist movement in their revived belief of the goddess godhood of women and this goddess revival is opening up this feminist movement to accept the antichrist because they believe that this antichrist though he will be a man was one time a woman so that's why it's going to be so easy for them to accept a man as an antichrist because they believe all this business see it all just all just flows right together 
So being a feminist is not as popular as you think it is. I mean, what good is it to be a feminist if you turn right around and believe at one time you were previously a man? Doesn't make much sense to me. And all these ladies that don't want to take their husband's names forget that their, their maiden, maiden name was the name of their father. So down goes that doctrine. All these folks that get, make fun of having a man's name, they ought to change their maiden name too instead of keeping it. Palmistry, which is palm worship, fire worship, occultic visualization, which is getting to be a real big thing, sexualized sensuousness, astrology, evolution, divination, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, occultic meditation, occult symbolism, and all kinds of business. Now, they pump out all this stuff to us, and they use all types of ideas like autogenic training, which uh, sounds real fancy, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, and they talk about things like biofeedback, which is a machine that feeds back tones or visual readouts of body pressure like brainwave activity, music activity, skin temperature, and it is used to give you an electric shock to bring the right brain and the left brain in connection with one another. And what it is supposed to do, and, and these machines, what they are supposed to do is to bring you in touch with yourself, you see. Uh, go ahead and laugh, you're not hurting my feelings. Biofeedback. Hypnosis, self-hypnosis, meditation, visualization, all of these great signs. And then, old sister Helen, we'll call her, wrote a book called A Course in Miracles. And when this demon spoke to her through autogenic suggestion, said, this is a course of miracles, write it down. This is a course of miracles. It's not optional. This is a course of miracles. Write it down. And for years, this spirit bothered her. And she finally wrote out this course of miracles. It cost 40 bucks. You can go look at it tomorrow if you want to in the bookstore. I've looked through it. And she claims that she got the entire course of miracles dictated to her by her spirit guides. And it's being sold, I see it, in bookstores all across America. It's filled with doctrines of devils. And I'm talking about educated people are in there reading that stuff. Because every place I go, I go to a B. Dalton bookstore and I keep up with what's going on. And I talk to some of those folks standing around there. Ask them what they're doing, what kind of life they're involved in. And we begin to talk about all this stuff. And they talk about how they find such great answers through all this business. Talking about people being duped. They're being deceived. Science of the mind. All types of therapy. I'll tell you what. I have less confidence in psychologists than I ever did before. That's right. Amen. And then they've got seminars like silver mind control maybe some of you've heard of that anybody heard of silver mind control sure you have they're teaching that and i was telling brother uh king today that sometimes our people in certain lines of work they have to go to training programs and they go and they have to sit under this kind of stuff that sounds silver mind control now what, what does that tell you 
and you get into all this complicated jargon and you find that the basis of all this is that the, they are simply saying to us that we have tried the Christian religion and she brings this out and she makes an indictment against the Christian church in America because she doesn't know anything about the apostolic church in Maryland Ferguson does she makes an indictment and says the problem is that the Christian church in America has not met the needs of the people well she couldn't be truer about that and she says so that's why people have taken it upon themselves because the God that has been preached to us by these preachers has not met the need and so since this personal God has not done we're going to just be God's ourselves that's the way apostolics sometimes look at church too we don't get what we want we take it into our own hands and so they've got these seminars on what time is it getting to be here anyway okay silver mind control actualization and life springs anybody heard of life springs very popular sure you get in the study and all that stuff it's gonna, it'll expand your mind all right expand your mind and it says it attempts to break the cultural trance and open the individual to new choices oh you're not a kid that does that and so she wrote this course of miracles and uh, if you want to go out and pay 40 bucks you can buy it you can't it's three volumes I don't recommend wasting your money on it but if you just want to uh, hey man you can't buy one volume you got to buy the whole smear and uh, I just go in there and look through it. I'm not going to buy that bunch of business. I got enough stuff anyway. Hallelujah. And so they push all this off. And that spirit will destroy you and take you away from God. And if you think God's going to let all this stuff go on and not judge. Amen. And some of these folks that are in this don't even know what they're involved in that the root of this thing is satanic and they are planning what they call a luciferic initiation i told you about that the other night into this new world movement that will be with a confession and belief in the antichrist and taking on them the mark of the beast and that spirit is out there in this world the spirit of of anarchy and men ruling and doing our own thing well praise God I would read some more for it to you but this time is getting on here you've heard plenty already would you stand no I am not preaching this to educate your mind on everything that's happening in the new age movement but I'm trying to show you a parallel between what is happening in the world and what is trying to influence the church. Yes. Yes. Amen. Some of these doctrines of devils. That's right. Hedioism, which is an age-old doctrine, which simply means that there is no such thing as sin. Man is not a sinner, but he is a god in his own right. Pantheism, which simply means that we are all gods and we're all part of the universe. This kind of thought is getting a hold of people's minds out there. And it's taking them completely away. And she mentions in her book, Marilyn Ferguson mentions in her book, that this is done to give people new choices and being diametric to the Judeo-Christian base that is in America, which is the Christian church. And the belief in the Bible and the Ten Commandments and loving your neighbor as yourself. That's right. And she brings out statistics about the breakdown in, in, in religion. 
because people aren't finding the answer. But she also talks about the tremendous search that is in America among people to find answers. And that's why the church is still on the earth. To meet the needs of the hungry. Amen. And I have watched good people in the church lose out because they've let these spirits of self-centeredness get a hold of them you're tampering with the spirit of the devil amen and you need to come a little closer to the altar don't think you're going to live for God without the power of the Holy Ghost friend don't think you're going to live for God without the power of the Holy Ghost you need the Holy Ghost don't think you're going to find harmony and understanding and sympathy and, and all of this trust out there and all this kind of business. They had a big thing not too long ago. They called it the harmonic, harmonic conversion. Convergence. I think it was back in October. And then they had a, or back in August. And then they had a second one in October, I think it was, where they were joining together and casting off all these negative forces and trying to unite the world. I'm telling you, friend, it's a big thing out there. Amen. And we need to be get together praying and seeking God that God will help deliver us. Amen. We've got devils to cast out, folks. Because these folks are being bound and given over to the powers of darkness. And don't sit around and think that you can just do your own thing by yourself. Don't let that antichrist spirit get on you. That's why we're having revival. So that's why we're having revival. Amen. And so God is going to judge this world. You can read about the 17th, 18th chapter of Revelation where God punished the nation of Babylon. And he punished Babylon which is all this business we're talking about. And that woman that rode upon that beast who had made all the kings of the earth drink of the wine of her fornication. And that's referring to the, this religious spirit in all of its facets. And all the kings of the earth, John said, had taken, partaken of this spirit. This deification of self. All of them, they, they're party to this thing. They're drinking this thing in. They're drinking all of this in. You can read where God sent judgment on the entire business and it said in one hour judgment would come and it came upon and the Bible talked about how they stood afar off and they saw the smoke of that thing when God rained judgment upon the spirit actually of the Antichrist that's rampant in this world today. God's going to judge this world. But the musicians come tonight, help us out. And so if you need the Holy Ghost tonight, you need it. If you don't have it, you need it more than you've ever needed it. Amen. If you ever thought about whether you need the church tonight, let me tell you, you need the church. Amen. You need to be careful, saying of God, what you pick up and what you read and what you let people put in your brain. That's right. Because they, they are out there in the most deceptive ways to just get one little bit of your mind. Just get a little bit of your mind. Amen. Amen. People want to hear from God. You need to open up the Bible and give them a word out of the Lord's book. Amen. They're packing out stadiums all over America to, to hear these people as they channel to them, as they're filled with these spirits of the devil and sit there and tell them all about things. 
Jay-Z Knight, I think I mentioned her the other day, packed out stadiums in, in Seattle, Washington, as she channeled to them, possessed by a spirit by the name of Romtha, charged them $400 a seat, Brother King, to listen to Romtha, this great, majestic spirit entity of worlds gone by that knew so much over years and years of existence oh yeah no telling how old these devils are oh yeah they know a lot of stuff all right they can sure keep an audience spellbound four hundred dollars a seat they paid and they filled the auditorium in seattle not too long ago jay-z knight was just a common housewife and you know what makes me sick when i look at some of the people that have given themselves over to this kind of business and I look at us saints of God we have to struggle with our people to teach a Bible study we have to struggle to get our folks to come early to church to pray but here we've got common ordinary people just opening themselves up and saying alright because they've been sold the lie of the devil letting these spirits walk right into their life and possess them I read Shirley McLean's book, Out on a Limb. I've got it there at the house, too. Read that last year. And she talked about a guy that she went to see in Switzerland who, after talking to her and, and channeling for her, this group of people, she, he, he was so exhausted and had to go lay down for hours after he got done. Something to that effect. Just totally giving themselves over. Just opening themselves up. You know why? Because they believe in what they're doing. That's why. Yeah. I said they believe in what they're doing. Yeah. And they're not willing, they're not unwilling to pay four hundred dollars. I wonder how many of you believe in this thing long enough to pay a hundred dollars to be in church tonight. Oh, but see, we've got it free, see. And it disturbs me when I see complete total obedience to rank heathenism and paganism. Sab your mind. You didn't understand half of what I told you. And I didn't expect you to. You're not going to ever figure out doctrines of devils. I don't care how much you're studying. Because it's inconsistent. And they're giving their soul for that kind of business. That's right. And here we struggle to have revival. Oh, God, we need to get a hold of God. Amen. But I want to make this clear before I close tonight and open this altar to prayer. You're either going to be in the church or in the world. He said, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what communion hath light with darkness or with Christ with Belial? Amen. He said, come out from among them and be you separate, saith the Lord touched not the unclean thing and he said I will receive you amen he's calling to us to separate ourselves from the world get away from that business keep away from that stuff stay full of the Holy Ghost you say I can't think of any way in any area of my life that that can get a hold of me there's only two spirits in the world the spirit of Christ and the spirit of Antichrist and if you're not full of the Holy Ghost you can't it'll get on you it'll get on you it'll get a hold of you somewhere I said it'll get on you 
Somebody said, I don't think it'll ever happen to me. I can't see myself believing that. God said, if you don't love the truth, I'm going to make sure you believe the lie. It'll get there. It'll get on you. Somebody said, I know all about Acts 38. That's not good enough. You need to love truth, love truth, love truth. Because if you don't love truth, God's going to send you a delusion and you're going to believe the lie. Jesus name help us Lord help us Lord help us Lord hallelujah 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 yeah some of you folks that need the Holy Ghost you need to come down here right now and begin to seek God with all your heart amen don't even don't even think about standing back come on come on down here tonight you need God you need the Holy Ghost you need to be baptized in Jesus name you need to repent you need to get closer to God you need to be in this altar amen you've been lazy you've been lackadaisical in your spirit you haven't been praying like you ought to you need to repent you need to be in this altar filled with the Holy Ghost and living for God with all your might all your soul you say it's getting late i know what time it is it may even get later tomorrow night we need to get a hold of god understand we need revival in 1988 we need to seek god and cast off the spirit of the world and be filled with the power of god anybody want to pray anybody want to pray you feel like you need to get closer to God? Don't give yourself over to the spirit of the devil. Be filled with the spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, this is no time to stand back, friend. It's time to pray, friends. Time to pray. Seek the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, let's seek God. You need the Holy Ghost. You need to praise Him. Seek Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.